Okay, welcome back to the Downtown Den, and I'm delighted that we're going to launch uh, a new uh, series of podcasts, which is Meet the Partner, and we're going to be talking to some of the businesses that work very closely with Downtown to promote what they do, but also, more importantly, from our perspective, uh, who we know offer absolutely fantastic services and products. And our first guest in this new series of Meet the Partner is Asif Gafour, who is the Chief Executive of BEV. So, Asif, welcome to the Downtown Den. Thank you, Frank, and I'm loving to be the first as well. Yeah, absolutely, the first one in this series. So, just tell the listeners, uh, for those who don't know, because, of course, many of our network will have met you over the last 12 months or so at various events, but for those who don't know, what does BEV deliver? Uh, in a simple nutshell, we are a charge point operator. So we are providing electric vehicle charging um, to the public. So our whole business is driven by trying to get that end user experience right and thinking about how we really build out um, charging networks across uh, the UK, which actually deliver and uh, climate uh, objectives which a lot of national governments local governments have all rolled out so that's kind of the main essence of it and then there's a lot around we're doing around with communities and uh, and thinking about design and aesthetics and leveling up um, which i'm sure we'll get into yeah and it does sound a relatively simple job this doesn't it it's like well we provide electric vehicle charging points um but it is a lot more complex than that. Uh, and actually, one of the things that I'm aware of now, since we started working with you guys, is the dearth of charging points that we have in the north of England. Well, across the country, but certainly in the north of England. It's a huge problem for us, isn't it? It's a, it's horrendous, is the best way to describe it. So we're on this journey now of trying... So the government have banned uh, combustion engine vehicle, new sales of combustion engine vehicles from 2030. Uh, we have um, climate emergencies declared by local administrations. Uh, we've got people actually want to get out of combustion engine vehicles, but they are all scared because it, there generally isn't a lot of charging infrastructure out there. And when there is... Uh, it doesn't work. So that's the second problem. Uh, or it's the wrong speed, or it's not being thought about in terms of, you know, what does that end user want to get out of it? So, yeah, and uh, as is always the case, everyone always starts in London, and uh, which is why we decided not to start in London <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and actually really focus on the north of England mm -hmm. as being the starting point as we then expanded across the UK. And am I right in saying there's more charging points across that sort of... M25 belt than there is in the rest of the country put together? Well, in the M25 ring, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> ring yes. rather than belt. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a Scottish belt. Give a belt. <laughs> I give the Scotland a belt and the M25 <laughs> a ring. But um, yeah, no, the, um, actually, it's interesting because it, it's, it's, got, it's been quite, the way people have been thinking about it has been quite basic because people are counting charges. And what we've been looking at is not just the number of charges, but the quality and the way it's been rolled out and the way actually it creates some equality on the back of the way you charge. So just putting lots of lamppost charges, you can easily get to 500, uh, but it's going to take an average car 30 to 40 hours to charge and, and only one vehicle can get on at a time. 
So uh, as opposed to having, you know, mini forecourt type models in local hubs, car parks, gyms, leisure centers, shopping centers, which is where we've concentrated our effort as a business. And um, so we, we, we genuinely believe the conversation does need to move on to quality. Uh, and you mentioned there that, you know, lots of people, it's not just the, the speed or the lack of speed in terms of some of the existing charging points, but the lack of efficiency and the fact that often, you know, I know this from mates of mine who own electric vehicles, they just don't work. Um, we had an event recently over in a hotel in Liverpool, which will remain nameless, but they've got charging points. And this guy said neither of them were working. Um, and again, I'm told that's quite a big problem, isn't it? Well, firstly, I'm in shock. You haven't got an electric vehicle, Frank. Uh, yeah, it's on, it's on order. <laughs> no, it is. Seriously, it's on order. But I'm only going hybrid, though. Okay. For this reason. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think reason. people are putting their feet in uh, slowly yeah, yeah. into this space. But yeah, there are stats. We've read stats which say that over half of the charges in the UK um, currently don't work. Over half? Over half, which have been installed. And, uh, and that's pretty shocking, not just from the fact they're not working, but also from the fact that it's tying up much needed power because we can't get power in you know as we electrify the uk uh, and get greener we um we, you know there's a shortage of capacity and capacity has been tied up into equipment which doesn't doesn't work there's a lot of stuff we've been doing is actually going in and taking equipment out which was only put in 12 18 months ago and uh, and putting in a network and our whole basis of the business is we have people in vans you can go around, they've got spares, they're around 24-7, there's a back office system. Our chargers give you a, give a heartbeat every 15 minutes, so you know if it's working or not, and if it's not, we try and solve that very quickly. That's a, a full system, but people, what often happens is people think, oh, I need to get EV charging in my site, and so, like the hotel, they'll go off and buy some chargers. It's an electrical item, it's going to fail. And, and if you've got no backup system of how you get it back up again, have you tried to get hold of an electrician for your house? This is bad for companies and uh, hotels as well. So uh, you can't get hold of the spares and so on and so on. It just becomes a problem. And this is why you need to, we spend a huge amount of time with organizations that, to think about their strategy before they dive in and start uh, procuring and try and get that right. And am I right in saying that BEV's success in this area of you know, the charges actually work is north of 90% in terms of its efficiency rate. Yeah, so last year on the network which we're running, we hit 99.6% operational availability. So um, our network performs very well and the end users, uh, the customers, um, actually give us quite high ratings as a result of that as well. So I'm looking at this proposition and I'm seeing a company that is committed to doing the right thing in the north of England. I'm seeing a business that has got a great track record in terms of the product you deliver works and does what it says on the tin. Um, and I'm seeing a huge challenge for local authorities, public agencies, but actually all of us in terms of this new net zero agenda um so why aren't people just banging on your door and saying come on asif come and help us sort this out is it just a case of raising awareness of the issue is it a case of them thinking that this is going to be and i suspect this could be the case 
a really expensive thing to do? Um, I think there's two problems. One is um, we've gone from a very simple world of um, unleaded, uh, leaded to unleaded diesel. And that was, that was as complicated as it got. Um, we did have this bit where you had the choice between E5 and E10 in, um, in unleaded, but that was it. Now, we're now in a world where uh, you're talking about, you've got to understand your car battery and how, what the size of your battery is. You've got to think about um, the charge speed and the kilowatts, and is it a fast, rapid, ultra-rapid. We've suddenly gone from talking English to talking car, car goog to a large <laughs> yeah. extent yeah. here. And so, therefore, that there's a barrier there, and there's an education piece which needs to happen, which we spend a huge amount of time just taking people through what is it and what, what, how should they think about it. And then secondly, yeah, but the barrier to entry on money, our whole model is we, you know, we raised 110 million from Octopus Energy Generation back in um, uh, autumn of last year. Um, and our whole model is we fund the whole infrastructure and we make our money by actually the thing working and so people getting a good experience. So we're very aligned to the charges working as a result of that. But um, yeah, but that is, you know, once you get into this atypical site, it's costing us about five, 600,000 to put charging as a phase one. And this is in a world where only 2% of vehicles on the road are electric. So can you imagine, you know, the government target of 30% by 2030, can you imagine how much charging we're gonna need and what that's going to cost just for the base infrastructure. So, um, yeah, cost is going to be a barrier, but you've got, you know, um, our investor is backed by pension money. They're looking for long-term returns, long-term yields. So there is money out there uh, for the right business, right product, and the right way of thinking about it. So there's a partnership model that you're offering here, uh, and as you say, the product has proved to have a great track record in terms of efficiency. And there, what you've just spelt out there, Asif, is that actually it pays you for making sure that that system works because that's how you make your profits and get your money back and a return on the investment. Um, who are the sort of partners that you're working with at the moment, then? Um, there's a real cross-section. So um, we, for, for me, what we really wanted to do was think about how can we build concentrated networks in communities because how you know how am i gonna if i if i want to make a decision on an electric vehicle i'm going to do that when i can see charging outside my door or when i go shopping or when i go to the gym or when i go uh, to work and uh, so building that concentrated network and with that you uh, first point of call we started was the public sector so we've been working with people like transport for greater manchester uh, the local authorities in Greater Manchester, Trafford, Stockport, uh, we just announced Berry as well, uh, Warrington, and then with NHS, universities, um, and then from there also private sector, so a whole host of retail parks um, and um, destinations where people go, so leisure centres, retail, um, uh, it, you know, a quite good vet, we're working with a not-for-profit organisation, the Animal Trust, and then nationally, um, you know, we're partnered with organisations, large uh, garden garden centre chains, um, car washes, working with IMO across the UK because they're perfect for putting charging alongside 
car washing. You're not doing both of those at the same time. Yeah. You'd be glad to know. <laughs> but um, but actually having you know they're great as a you know the locations are quite quite unique for that. So uh, it's a real mixed cross section. But we will look at a particular region and then say. Um, how do we go about building the right maps? We do a lot of data mapping because we're fairly trying to build a smart infrastructure. So I've been up in Newcastle quite a lot recently uh, and, you know, we're looking at the whole areas and working out, you know, what's the right amount of infrastructure in Jesmond, Washago in Biker, uh, and then, you know, going out into Northumberland, what should be the right infrastructure and where should it go? Where are people going to make it easier that it's part of their daily life? And it's fair to say, isn't it, that you guys work really hard on that strategy. So you don't just go into a local authority and say, give us some land and we'll stick some charges on. You actually work through where the best places those charges, where those locations are best placed, and you work alongside. And, and the thing that, you know, perhaps um, people need to recognise is local authorities, this is a relatively new agenda for them as well. They're already under-resourced. They're facing crises in what you would call frontline services. So this is the sort of area where that public-private sector partnership, collaboration coming together really is crucial, isn't it? Yeah, and I always say that the prize isn't, you know, getting the first transaction, the first sites going, uh, whether it's public or private, is, is great. But actually, do these partners want to work with me in five years' time? Um, have I performed well? Have I behaved? Have I actually delivered what they want to do? That's how we think about it. And so uh, we're, we're quite considerate in how we roll out. We, we try not to take too much space as well. We try and think about the right optimum. We're using a lot of data points. So, for example, in the Northeast, we know that only 0.49% of uh, vehicles on the road are electric. So they're way behind but there's no infrastructure either, which is why they're way behind. So we'll again think about that particular rollout and so on. And it's important to remember the, I mentioned Octopus Energy Generation, they have interests in a whole host of renewables. So we often can bring partners alongside. We've worked with a very big airport, um, again in the north of England, where they we've talked to them not just about EV charging, but we've brought our partner companies from Octopus um, uh, who can do battery, solar, other forms of renewable and so on there's a lot more offering there because people are thinking cross not just in single items as well and in terms of that wider net zero agenda it sounds to me then that you guys are in conversation with others in that space so it might not just be electric charges it's the other parts of that huge agenda and that challenging agenda that you can potentially help with because you can bring some of the people that you're working alongside to the table as well. Yeah, and it's about trying to put yourself in the um, customer's shoes here and thinking, what are they worried about? Um, today, everyone's worried about their uh, energy cost. And, uh, and the last thing you're going to then put in is EV charging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so actually, you know, trying to walk through and say, well, actually, we're on a separate meter. That's our problem. Um, but actually, how can you work with them? And that's where, you know, having a strong... Uh, investor partner sitting alongside us is, is quite good and thinking about it and very often it may be that, that again they're not just trying to sell they're giving advice they're trying to help people along this journey to make the right decisions and sometimes it may necessarily not be uh, you're going to end up working with us we've had a number of customers who we've said actually your solution is better suited with x 
uh, one of our competitors. But you're not going to win everything in this, and you've got to always approach it like that. Uh, and we've got to make sure we hit those really important targets that have been set for 2030. Do you think that the politicians who are setting those ambitious targets are conscious of the real challenges that lie behind that ambition? Now, that was a real frank question there, <laughs> if I've ever seen one. Um, but actually, um, I think the, the, the heart's in the right place. Uh, the challenge is actually the detail of the delivery and how you go about it. And, uh, but to be fair, whether it's been national government or regional government uh, or even local, we found once you engage and have a conversation, they're prepared to listen. And that's been really helpful. But um, unfortunately, you always tend to find this, they're always one step behind. But actually, I've decided what we want them to do is set the strategy, direction of travel, and stop changing their mind. Because that gives us enough time to then say, okay, we've got a five, ten-year plan, and we can now invest to try and deliver against that. If they now suddenly decide it's not 2030 anymore, it's going to be whatever new date, or they're going to just change the policy altogether. That's a, that's when problems happen. You want more certainty. Yeah, consistency is always well. We always say in business, don't we? Give us certainty, even if it's a, a problem. Then at least we know what we've got to work with. So BV, then it's two years old in April. I think that's right. Is yes, second anniversary, and you know, huge success already. Um, you talked about the work that you're doing in the north i know that we've introduced you to some people in the west midlands as well so obviously this is going to be a national venture um would you think that bv are going to be the main provider is that the ambition in terms of ev charges moving forward in the uk um i i genuinely have looked at uh, the market and there's a lot of ent- new entrants coming in there's traditional um, energy providers this is traditional petrol providers all kind of operating in this space for me the target at this point is to be providing the best end solution that's what we're really focused on and if we can there's enough because there's so little infrastructure there's enough um, areas and, t- and places for everyone to go for at this point um, but actually if we can deliver something which actually people look back on and think, wow, those guys really got it right. And that's when, you know, when we, I mentioned at the start, some of the extra bits we've been thinking about, the design and the way we are, you know, our, our for electric forecourt model is very design-led. It's very much uh, trying to create uh, parks and parklet-type environments. So there's other things you can do. Uh, and if you really focus on this, not just in terms of getting infrastructure in the ground, but I'm trying to create a, a smart infrastructure and think about how you do this rollout and and actually create a a local impact which ends up with the communities really wanting you to be the provider in that area that's the big win for us that's what we're focused on and that's why we spend a huge amount of time you know we've got a membership program for example we just now got under 20 just under 20,000 members and uh, we've done no promotion for that membership program so that's all happened organically and um but yeah, people are enjoying the service, so they're remaining as a member, they're using the network and so on. You want that sort of community swell coming up as well. So it's as much about placemaking as it is about just providing sockets for you to put your 
car into a charger, you very much want them to embed yourselves in those communities, as we've said, work alongside local authorities and other stakeholders and integrate yourselves into that community work. Yeah, and you look at the work, for example, we just signed a, a, a um, multi-site uh, rollout for Stockport and they've had a lot of um, uh, levelling up funding for the city centre in Stockport, town centre in Stockport. But actually, um, you know, putting this kind of infrastructure alongside actually means they're getting an additional service, which they're having to put their hand in the pocket, but actually creates that additional enhancement. And if we can then build some design around that, and they've also got the funding for electric buses as well, then suddenly they've kind of, they could go from nowhere to being one of the leaders in the UK for um, addressing climate and the way they're actually delivering services. So, you know, it's quite, it actually can be very quick, the transformation from nowhere to actually being quite a leader. And hopefully everybody who's listening to this um, knows about BEV anyway, but there might be some newcomers to the party. Um, if they wanted to have a conversation with you guys, where's the best place to go? Um, well, <clears throat> either contact us. We're on we're on social media, so contact us through social media. Um, contact me directly. Go to the website. We have a contact form uh, there as well. Uh, and you know, our whole approach is we try and be very accessible. So we we'll, we talk to uh, a lot of people um, just to have conversations. And and at some of the events uh, where which you've hosted. Uh, you know, people who just wanted free advice, more than happy to do that because uh, I've got a lot in this head which I want to just share. And um, so if someone asks me a, a question, hopefully I'll stop talking after a while, but um, but I'll try and keep it to five minutes. And I say actually makes this subject really interesting, which is not the easiest thing at times. I think when people hear, oh, electric charging points, how interesting can this be? But you spoke at the regeneration conference that we did recently in Birmingham, and the number of people who came up afterwards—I'm sure to you, but certainly to me—didn't realise there was that much involved, and how many things that you can get involved in. I think what you've outlined today is okay. It's a small part of a big picture, but it's a crucial part in terms of where we're trying to take the country as far as net zero is concerned. And I think the other element that you've explained very well is how it can impact on the wider community. And I know from talking to you many times now that your passion is not just about electric vehicle charges. It's about making a difference, and it's about making a difference to those communities. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and we can't, when, if, you, if we take a step back and say, how did we end up where we've ended up? Uh, we've ended up here because we saw... I, I genuinely see this as the... We're in the middle of the fourth industrial revolution, and much like when the railways were built and people had people thought they're a bit mad, who's going to go on those? Uh, well, actually, we're in that zone now. People are like, well, I'm not sure I want to have an electric vehicle yet. I'll hold on to my petrol vehicle. But I, the, the responsibility on me is to build something as grand as and leave a legacy uh, as grand as the railways and the beautiful architecture and the impact that had in getting people mobile, on employment, on jobs, on skills. And then the UK then, of course, exported that uh, to the rest of the world as well. And that's, that's where we are. This is, you know, you don't get this kind of chance that often in your lifetime. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have been born at this point, to have arrived at this point and be given this opportunity. That's where, that's where I get massively excited 
and um, I'm passionate about. Brilliant. Well, a fascinating discussion and a great way for us to kick off our Meet the Partner series. So thanks, Asif. And if you do want to get in touch with BEV, um, then, as Asif said, uh, plenty of places that you can find them on social media. But of course, you can come through downtown in business and the team here will put you directly in touch with one of the guys there. Uh, listen out next time for another partner in the Meet the Partner series. Uh, but for now, that's all from me, Frank McKenna, in the downtown Den.